Join me, Spumele Lindlovu, as we look back at the year 2023. Welcome to Oh What A Year It's Been. Yes, Anbona, and welcome to Oh What A Year It's Been. My name is Pumela Lentlovu, your host. Thank you so much for tuning into this very first episode of Oh What A Year. A big thank you to everybody who shared the video calling for participation. And an even bigger thank you to everybody who filled the form and answered the questions. I try my best to answer all of them, and I really do hope that we enjoy this. Just a quick disclaimer, I am not a qualified therapist or psychologist, and this program is merely for discussion discussion purposes. Any advice or opinion given on this program is not a substitute for professional help. Please do reach out to qualified professionals for assistance. Free and affordable resources are in the description box below. How this works is that I'll be reading the different scenarios that are shared on the form and I will basically give you my opinion on it or advice or whatever it is that comes to mind. Sort of like a dilemmas Q&A type of situation. So let's get started with the first one. Compared to 2022, 2023 has been great. 2022 was an amazing year because I gave birth to our second boy. Yes, I'm a boy mom. So 2022 started off great, preparing to give birth and excited to meet our second and last child. We wanted to soak it all in and enjoy having a baby again because we agreed that this is our last. Things changed on the day our baby turned six months. So we were home drinking and things were not going well financially and my husband was going through it. His stress levels were so high. The thought of losing our home, not being able to give our boys the life they deserve, it was too much. So that night, we got into a hectic fight and my guy thought it was a good idea to drive out. My anxiety was high, thinking that this guy is going to kill himself on the road. Approximately 30 minutes after he drove off, I received a call from a number I don't know. I started crying before taking the call. So I answer and I hear him crying. Baby, I'm so sorry. I was involved in an accident. Please come and fetch me. Long story short, I fetch him, drop him off at the hospital and had to go home because the boys needed me. He got admitted and we found out that he may never walk again. I was crushed. I went into a depression and during the same week, my baby boy was admitted at the same hospital as his father. I couldn't even think clearly. I thought I was going crazy. But yeah, what can you do? Because the boys needed me and I had to be strong for my kids and my husband. Fast forward to three months later when he got discharged. Did he not walk out of the hospital like nothing happened? 2023 is going a bit better financially. The accident made us stronger and our boys are growing so well. Things are not perfect, but they're slowly getting better. We still have our home. We lost the car, but our kids still go to good schools. We've been together for 11 years, married for two years, and we're doing this life thing without the support of our family members. My mom is the only person we have, but that's a story for another day. Wow, you said take it to the top. Thank you so much for sharing. I really do appreciate you taking the time to really go into yourself and share this with us. So, I mean, firstly, congratulations on your second child. Uh, children are really a blessing and I'm really so glad to hear that your children are bringing a light into yours and your husband's lives. I can't imagine how stressed you must have been when your husband drove off and you thought, my goodness, this guy's going to hurt himself. And that's exactly what happened. Even more is really the stress of him being admitted to hospital and may never and finding out that he may never walk again. 
how that affects your children, one of which was sick in the hospital. I am so proud of you for getting through this and I really cannot imagine the amount of stress you must have gone through and the strength you had to find inside you to carry on and be there for your children. On top of Pez Gualoko, you guys were also dealing with financial problems which I... <sighs> I can't imagine, I cannot imagine your strength and congratulations to you and your husband for and get to a point where you guys can sustain your family. I'm so sorry that you're having to do this just by yourselves without the support of your families, but I trust that God will carry you as he has carried you through everything that you have mentioned you guys have gone through. I know that it doesn't feel like it and listening to your story, it doesn't sound like it. But trust me, God is always with you and he will restore. Your life is yet to be so beautiful. And I can tell that just from the way that things are going and the type of perspective that you have, life is still so beautiful. Your children are healthy, they're happy and they are thriving. Your husband is back home with you. And thank God he hasn't lost his mobility. So he's still mobile and he's able to do the things that he could do for you guys and even more. You guys are able to provide your children with a good education and you're able to provide them with a roof over their heads. And I think that, um, yeah, sure, the car has gone and life has had to change, but I think the core important things that you guys need to sustain your life and to give your children a good life still remain. And you have everything you need to create a beautiful life for yourself and for your children. Things can and they will get better for you and your family and I hope that through what you guys have gone through you have not only seen how strong you can be for your family but I hope it has proven to you the strength of your family and the power of God to ensure that all things go well. Life is still going to get better but this is not to say that it won't have any challenges. There will definitely be even more, even bigger challenges that you will face in your marriage and in your life as a mother or as an individual. But may this situation strengthen you, may it always remind you that you're capable and you're able to make it through um, whatever challenges that life throws at you, that you're able to come out of them as a better, stronger version of yourself. May you have renewed strength, may you have the strength to face whatever challenges that life throws at you and to always remember that life is so so beautiful thank you so much for sharing so let's move on to the next one the second one says my year has been phenomenal i took the concept of rest to the extreme and basically tested the theory of doing nothing to receive everything my connection with god has strengthened since i decided not to work all year after a crazy accident coming from work I also stopped going to groove, socializing out of boredom or habits. Basically, I've turned into a homebody and it's also brought me closer to myself, to God and to my family. You know how some families become overly independent to the point of minimum communication and connection, leading basically to just an on a need to know basis. That was my family and we were never like that. I'm 27 now and growing up has made things hostile and awkward. So this year, God and I made an arrangement to take things slow in an extreme level. And it has opened up the gates of communication and belonging. We're not a one-man island here on earth, and we cannot seek refuge in work or friends. Family matters. Being alone with myself also made me really remember who the fuck I am, and to be intentional in creating a space where I do what I love, what I want to do, and be aware of myself emotionally, my thoughts and my actions towards people. I lost a lot of people due to this, but I met someone amazing. Oh, wow. 
That's so beautiful. Um, first of all, on the seventh day, he rested. So shout outs to you. <laughs> shout outs to you. I'm so happy that you had the opportunity and you have the option to just take some time out. I think that it is in stillness that you hear God's voice the loudest and that you hear your voice the loudest. So I'm not surprised to hear that your connection with yourself, with God and with your family has gotten better. I don't know if... Uh, I always do this with my friends, so I'm assuming that we're friends here since you're telling me these big numbers of yours. So I'm going to do this, but I'm sorry to make this about myself. But in my family, I think something similar happened around 2020 when we went into lockdown. Um, I got retrenched from work, but before I was officially retrenched, I was on paid leave at first and unpaid leave. So I didn't work for nine months. And during that nine months, I had to be home and I had to rely on my family. During that time, I was at home and I couldn't really go anywhere. And I was forced to face my family, which is something that I could easily ignore when I was working. I mean, I was busy. I didn't have time. I could say I didn't have time. And right now I had all the time in the world. And really that stillness and that silence and having to live with each other, having nowhere to go but here with each other, really has brought us closer. So I totally relate to that. I think also in that time, like I said, in that stillness, I was able to hear God and allow God to guide the steps of my life or to at least show me a glimpse or show me one little piece of light that's saying this is where you're supposed to go so i'm so so happy that you really got to be in that stillness and sit with yourself and sit with god and find yourself it sounds like you had a really beautiful year and i think when something like that is happening around your life it's a total transformation and there are certain people that won't resonate with you or that won't relate with you or won't know how to be friends with you or loved ones with you because you're not the same person that you were before this very transformative time. So it's normal for you to lose people when you're in such a time in your life because there's just certain spaces or certain people that you can't really relate with. And it's not bad blood, like there's no bad blood, but we're just not the same anymore and we can't relate. Um, but that's just making space for people who are more aligned to the person that you are right now. Um, there's so much space for love. I think it's in the movie Twitches. That's one of my favorite Disney movies. And um, it's that time, I think it was the first movie where the evil uncle was ready to take over the kingdom and they had to hug, the mom and the two daughters had to hug or something like that. So And so they realized that the one thing that they needed to beat this evil uncle was love. So the mom said something, she says, um, and I'm paraphrasing her, she says, love is infinite. You can always make more when you need to. And that's exactly the case here. Like love is infinite and you'll always have more love to make for the people who are yet to enter your life. So, um, I mean, mourn or grieve or be sad over the friendships or the companionships or the relationships that you feel that you've lost, but know and understand that there is so much more out there in the world for you. And I'm very excited for you to find it. Thank you so much for sharing. The third one, yeah, we've got quite a few. I have to warn you, <laughs> we have quite a few. My year was confusing, but not great. I met a great man who loves and supports me and that's the only plus. I still have my job, but only because I can't seem to land another one. I'm underpaid, which affects a large majority of other areas in my life. 
Last year, I lost someone I never thought I would lose, and that loss rocked me. My grief pulls up a chair at every table I sit at, and that's difficult. This year was full of becoming an instant mother to a child who lost his mother, bearing the burden of being my mother's remaining daughter, on top of being the one everyone deems to be living her best life, when internally I'm struggling and never receiving help. It's been hard. Really hard. Thank you so much for sharing. I'm so sorry to hear that you're not having a great time. Your feelings are so valid. You're so valid to be feeling everything that you are feeling. And I'm glad that there was at least one bit of light in your life in you meeting someone else who is um, really great and supports you through everything. I think a support system is exactly what you need at a time like this. I'm very happy to hear that you have that. It's, I'm sorry about your big loss and all the responsibilities that came with it. I think it's really the time for you to go through your feelings, feel all the different feelings that you're feeling because they're all valid. Grief is so complicated because there is so much and there's really no way to put it. I um, actually in the sixth blog I wrote for my last series, I wrote a, um, a blog article called grief and other complications where I really discussed the complication, the complicated nature of grief. Um, there's really no, I don't, I don't think there's actually any one way or like any step-by-step -step way of dealing with grief other than just dealing with grief. You sit in it and you listen to your feelings and you give them space because they are valid and so are you. I, th I think the worst part about grief and grieving is having to continue with life as normal because what is normal without the person that you've lost life is can never be normal again and it's very difficult to sort of continue with life with all of these things that you're carrying and no way to put them i think my advice to you would be to just take things one at a time and i know i know that in life things don't come one at a time but I think what you can do is try to manage everything, but deal with one thing at a time. For instance, the first thing you mentioned is your job search and how that affects a lot of different aspects of your life. I think um, in the new year, rejuvenate right now, gather your strength, and in the new year, make that one of the things that you work hard to change. So whether you try to get a new skill, whether you network, whether you get someone else to have a look at your CV, whenever you have the capacity, really do try to put a lot of effort into that and win at that one thing and take it from there afterwards. I think being your mother's only remaining daughter and what that means for her is not your responsibility. And I'm not saying that you should desert your mother and you shouldn't look after her and you shouldn't care for her feelings. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that right now you're on a flight and something's happening on this flight and the masks have dropped from the ceiling. You need to put the mask on your own face first. You need to take care of yourself and to fill your own cup so you can pour from a cup that's a bit fuller than what it is right now. Because it sounds like there's so much going on and you're depleted by trying to be there for everybody else. But you can't be there for yourself and you're not getting help. And you're not getting help and it's difficult. I think you should pour into yourself first and take care of yourself first so that you can better show up for the people around you. I think that you should put down as many balls as you can because right now I feel like you're juggling so many balls
And right now, I'd like you to just put down as many balls as you possibly can. Not to say drop them completely and let them break, but focus on yourself more than anything else. Focus on yourself and getting yourself better because you can't be there for them if you can't be there for you. I hope that things get better for you. I hope that your path becomes clearer to you. I hope that you find more help um, in your circle and also professionally um, if you do not have access to a therapist there are resources in the description box below please do contact one of them and really have somebody who's going to help you through this emotionally in a professional way um, i'll be keeping you in my prayers and things are going to be okay thank you for sharing the next one says it's been a long year so many downs but i experienced a few ups I just think that this year was really trial and error for me. It still is. I moved provinces, started new ventures, experienced it all in love, but it feels like it's just settling down now. I'm experiencing more balance. I really hope in the last two months, it goes all the way to the top. I need more wins. Congratulations on moving to the new province. I think that that's so amazing that you are in your trial and error, uh, trial and error era. <laughs> I think it's amazing that you're in your trial and error era. Um, that's really how you learn. That's how you learn. That's how you see new things, experience greater possibilities that are outside of your norm. It makes it easier for you to, in your mind and in your reality, create the type of life that you want for yourself. So I'm really proud of you for going on these adventures and really just trying something new. I wish that we were all brave enough and we all had the capacity financially and otherwise to really make that happen, to find ourselves in a unfamiliar place so well done and i'm really proud of you for sticking through with that you've proven to yourself that you can manage to be on your own you've proven to yourself that you can find yourself in an unfamiliar situation and you can still take care of yourself and you can still make things happen for yourself i think that's such an important thing to know about yourself that's a very important thing to know about yourself because you can land in any situation in any place in the world and because you know that you can do it you will do it. Nothing in the world is going to phase you too much or shake you too much because you know you can do it. So shout outs to you for finding that out about yourself. Enjoy the feeling of you settling down and sitting in the stillness of life and finding balance because life can get crazy and life will get crazy. So for now, enjoy the moment that you're in. My favorite Bible extract is in Ecclesiastes 3 and it says there is a time for everything and it lists a number of things that there is a time for. A time for sadness, a time for joy, a time for um, planting, a time for reaping, a time for everything. There is a time for everything under the sun. And right now is your time for rest. So take the time for rest and enjoy it because sure as the rising of the sun, life will go crazy and that will be a time for things to get crazy. And after that, a time, another time for rest will come. So take life as it comes with the different ebbs and flows of life and enjoy the stage that you're in in life. Congratulations on taking a bit on yourself and really soaring. Thank you for sharing. Okay, the next one says, it's just been mid hey just a mid-ass year nothing too big accomplished other than being alive you know what you know what sometimes that's all you need to do sometimes all you need to do is make it to the next day because life is tough so keep focusing on making it through keep focusing on making it to the next day and know that this is valid like it's valid for you to be at a space where 
you don't feel the pressure to be achieving things or doing things or having things or winning things or buying things. Um, sometimes just rest, like there is value in rest and just focusing on your immediate things like getting to tomorrow. Right now, enjoy the rest, gather the strength to find whatever it is that is your fire and to go for it vehemently next year and beyond. Thank you so much for sharing. This is the last one before I share my year. So it's quite a long one, bear with me. It says, this has been quite a year, hey? I moved to a new town and had to start a new life on my own without any support structure, no friends or family. Work felt like a safe space because everyone was so nice and welcoming. It was just a calm environment for a loner like me and I felt uncomfortable with having colleagues always trying to check up on me because I don't know them like that. So I always kept my distance. However, there's this HOD that doesn't like me. Well, I believe that for most of the year, but I'm starting to see it in a different light because I have to work with this person for the, for the next couple of years. My mama drives me nuts because she tries so hard to make it seem like I suck at my job and I'm really good at my job. She just wants things to be done her way and it's like prison or something. Long story short, she makes work unpleasant for me. I got to the point where I realized that I came here for a reason and that doesn't matter and it doesn't matter what that lady thinks or says, as long as I know that I'm badass, then surely I can be civil towards her and whatever energy she has is on her. I'm also still mastering not allowing multiple voices whispering in my ear to affect work decisions, which might hinder my growth. Fast forward to halfway through the year in May. I lost one of my closest friends. I felt my heart crumble when I heard the news. I was in disbelief. I still cry to this day, but now it's tears of, I'm happy I got to know you and shared the moments we shared together, type of tears. I went into a dark place emotionally and because I felt so far from my support system, I went back to my old ways of Tinder and sex for some comfort. Don't worry, I'm a much better person now. So time did most of the work for me through the dark time because I was present at work, but deep down, I was emotionally checked out. Working with kids helps because they're so sweet and their own unique characters make me want to show up as my best version to them. I guess you'd say performance art is part of being a teacher. So throughout the year, I felt uncomfortable at my job, but not in a bad way, though it's so challenging. At the same time, I have too much freedom. I end up putting myself under pressure because I think I work best under pressure. I hate that I don't get paid much, so I'll probably change jobs sooner than I want. Oh, and my mom almost had a stroke in mid-August. I've never experienced a thought like that and the thought of losing my mother. I prayed and bawled that week and I made promises to God. I was scared, scared. But yeah, good Lulile and she's fine now. Back to her busy self, changing young people's lives one sport at a time. Every day we live and learn. Now I'm in a better place emotionally and mentally. I take care of me. In conclusion, I'm excited for the new year and some reason 2024 feels like what 2020 was supposed to be if COVID never happened. Girl, I wish, I really hope that's what it is because I'm born um, on leap day. So every leap year is my birthday. 2020 was the last time I had a proper birthday. 2024 is the next time I'll have a birthday. And I really feel like weird things always happen on leap years. I really do hope that what you're saying is true that 2024 is bomb as bomb as 2020 was supposed to be 
Thank you so much for sharing. Well, congratulations on taking the leap and moving to another town to start a new job. That must have been so scary, especially without your support system. But one thing that I've learned about your support system is that they are always there. We just sometimes don't feel like they are because we can't see them. I struggled to reach out to my friends previously and it's something I've had to learn this year to really lean on my support system. In as much as being alone in a new town and all of that stuff might make you feel like you don't have anyone, you're just by yourself, what, 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 that's not the case. Your people are always there for you and they're just a phone call away. They might be a bit busy, so maybe have more than one people, but your people are here for you and they really do care for you. I'm so sorry to hear about your mother's illness, but I'm so glad to hear that she conquered it and that she's okay. I'm even more glad to hear that you leaned on God during this tough time. It's very easy for you to fall into different things that could be negative. So I think leaning on God was one of the less terrible things you could have done in this situation. I am, I think moments like this really help us to appreciate the people that we don't have because you really start thinking about your, actually like what would life have been if that had happened. I hope it encourages you to love your people more intentionally, not just your mother, but everybody around you who you love and appreciate because we think we have time. We think we have time and and we really don't. We really do not have time. So I do, I do hope that you're going to be much more intentional about spending time with your mother or making memories with your mother, even though um, I do hope that you're keeping better contacts with her. I think another thing that something like this reminds us is to take care of ourselves. Again, we think we have time. We think we can. It's just one. It's just two. But we really should be very serious and intentional about taking care of ourselves and taking care of our bodies to try our best to prevent certain things from happening to us. And yeah, I hope that that encourages all of us to really take care of ourselves, um, be mindful of what we eat, what we drink, our exercise, what we smoke, and try as hard as we can to manage our stress level. Now for the work situation, girl, I feel like no amount of money is ever enough. I feel like <laughs> I feel like there is no amount of money that um, is enough to do a job. I'll always advocate for people to leave their job, <laughs> to leave their jobs. I think if you know me personally, you know that one thing about me is that I will choose myself in whatever working environment that I'm in. When it's time to go, I'm going to leave. So I will always advocate for that because let's be honest, like if you were to drop dead today, before you even hit the mortuary, your post has already been advertised. So you don't really owe any company your loyalty. Um, you need to be getting the best deal that you feel that you can get, whether the best deal to you is money or environment or work-life balance or whatever it is that is important to you. If you feel that you're not getting the best deal, it's time to dip. Uh, <laughs> but I think in the many jobs that I've held, the one thing that's been constant for me is that I don't leave being the same person I was when I walked in. In a lot of my jobs, the output is normally the same. Write a couple things, you know, write this, write that. But it's the personal growth for me, you know what I mean? Like in the one job, I feel like my lesson was to learn to speak out for myself because I had a manager who wasn't the kindest person and it reached a point where I had to speak up for myself. In one of my other jobs, I had to learn to take initiative to um, 
be a self-starter and to do things before being told how to do things or being told when to do things, you know. In another job, I learned to mind my socializing. <laughs> I learned how to mind my socializing, to be kind and, and civil, but be really careful who you bring into your own space. So I'm very happy to hear that you've figured out that you're not there for your colleague who's trying to make life difficult for you at work. You're not there for her. That is not the reason why you have been placed in that position. I believe that outside of the work that we do, outside of the writing that I do, outside of the accounting that you do or the teaching that you do or whatever it is that you do, there's a greater purpose for you to be there's a greater purpose in you being placed where you are placed. There is something there for you. And as soon as you get it, I think it's time for you to leave. And I think it's getting closer for you because you're finding yourself. You're finding your voice. You're finding who you are as a professional. Like you said, you're good at your job. You know you're good at your job. So maybe this person who is trying to make you feel like you're not is placed in front of you to help you remember the fact that you're that bitch. Um, so I really do hope that that is the case and you take that going forward into whatever job that you go to. Whenever somebody tries to put doubts on you or make you look like some type of way that you're not, always remember that you're good at what you do and it's not about you. Sometimes also people at work just project things that they're going through. Like sometimes people are projecting uh, whatever insecurities or whatever fights they're having at home or whatever it is that's going on in their lives. All you have to do is ensure that your work is great because at the end of the day, that's why you're there. You're not there to prove to anyone that you're great. You're not there to look good. You're not there to do it. You're there to do your job. So that should be your main focus. Yeah, you can do all the other stuff, but the main thing that should be great is your work. You know what I mean? Because that's the one thing they have a right to come at you about. So always ensure that your work is great and they'll have nothing on you. I'm sorry to hear about the loss of your friend and I'm very happy to hear the type of perspective that you're coming from with this. Um, I think that the way that you're approaching your healing is going to make it so much easier for you to get to a place where it doesn't hurt as much. Hurt as much being the operative. Um, I think that healing from loss is never easy but coming from the place that you're coming from leaves you with a less heavy burden because you're not looking at it from a loss type of perspective but an appreciation perspective i really do hope that the memories of oh, this dog oh my gosh wow i really do hope that the memories you have with your friend comforts you during this time of your loss and they remind you that life can be so beautiful uh, on to the Tinder and sex thing, chair. That's a very easy trap to fall into. Um, but whenever you're doing that, you're just treating the symptoms and never the cause. And it doesn't help you get any further in healing whatever it is that you need to be going through to heal. Uh, but it also places you in danger of certain things. Like just imagine you felt pregnant for one of those people that you were seeing on Tinder or you catch something. So... Um, there's always that risk of pregnancy and STDs or being robbed because we're in South Africa or whatever, you know what I mean? There's so many things that can happen in that situation 
and you're still not getting what you need. You're still not getting to a place where you can emotionally be okay. So I think going forward, lean into healthier ways to deal with the loneliness. And I know it's tough. I know this from a personal perspective. And sometimes people always say like, just call a friend if you're feeling lonely. But like, it's, it's not the same. <laughs> we love you friends, but it's not the same. So try to find other more constructive ways of dealing with the loneliness. For me personally, I journal. I am very, I'm somebody who sits down in their feelings and I'm very honest with myself about my feelings. So I'll sit down and I'll write in my journal. I am so lonely right now and it's making me want to make decisions that aren't good for me like going on tinder texting that person i know i should not be texting and i think after doing that after writing that journal entry it leaves me in a place where i'm like whew, i'm sad but it's okay like i'm lonely but it's okay and i'll be okay so i hope that helps or at least find safer ways to deal with the loneliness but all in all you had quite the year um it was filled with all the ups and downs that life throws at us, but know that you're doing great. I'm pretty sure that your kids appreciate it and they appreciate you. I'm pretty sure that your mom appreciates you. You're making mistakes like any other human being, but you're taking accountability and you're taking it seriously. You're really trying to come back into yourself and show up for yourself as a better version of yourself. And that's really all you can do. Take that forward and watch yourself get better at being there for yourself. Watch yourself get better at being a better person for yourself. All the best and thank you so much for sharing. And finally, it's my turn to share. So for me, how was this year for me? You know, when this year started, I titled it the year of the valley. I believe that life has valleys and it has mountaintops, right? And I believe that when you're at the mountaintop of life, that's when things are going great. The sun is shining on you. Life is beautiful. The views are amazing. The air, the breeze. And as you continue on your journey on this mountain range, you're going to go down to the valley and the valley is cold the valley is dark there is water in this valley it's wet it's cold it's dark nothing is cute um but it's in the valley that you get the richness of the soil it's in the valley it's in the valley where you get the moisture of the water it's in the valley where you get what you need to get and you grow and you become stronger and you climb up to your mountain where you're going to beam and celebrate and everything is beautiful. So I believe that this year was my year of the valley. I believe that this year was the year of the trenches, that there is going to be no champagne, there are no champagne moments this year. And that's not to say that I thought I was going to have a bad year. That's not to say that I thought I was going to have a terrible year. It just meant that I wasn't in my reaping era. I wasn't going to be reaping. You reap what you sow. Yeah, I wasn't going to be in my reaping era. I was going to be in my sowing area. And earlier I mentioned Ecclesiastes 3 and it says there's a time for everything in life. And I just felt like at this time in my life, in 2023, is a time for me to build the foundations for the life that I want to create for myself. It's a time where I go into the valley and I take in all the nutrients and all the strength that I'm going to need wherever it is that I'm going, wherever it is that I need to go. I started this year um, at the back, just off the back of a car accident. When this year started, I was in an accident a week prior. I was in KZN and Ibn Gogan's Msebenzi Kaya to thank my ancestors for everything they do for me. And 
three kilometers away from our house, a taxi driver crashed into my car. I, yo, <laughs> I was so numb. I was numb. I was numb because, um, and I was angry and I was sad and I was just feeling so many things in the space of one time. And my biggest thing was, I'm coming here to thank you guys for everything you've done for me. And then I get into a car accident, like what's going on? Do you know what I mean? And it's only later that I realized that everything really happens for a reason. I won't be getting into the reasons now, but everything happens for a reason and everything happens the way that it's supposed to happen. And during that time, I really had to surrender. I was forced to surrender because I was fighting so hard. I was fighting. I remember I was fighting with the owner of the taxi to pay to fix my car. I was fighting so much and I mean, I didn't lose the fight, but I didn't win either. And I learned to surrender. And that's really been my year this year. I mean, outside of it being the year of the valley, it was really the year of surrender. Um, I had to trust God. I had to learn to trust God. I had to learn to trust my ancestors. And in doing that, I learned to trust myself. I learned that... I can do it and I can make it through anything. This like this year was difficult for me. This year was very difficult for me and I spent a lot of it stressed. <laughs> I spent a lot of this year stressed about money, stressed about how I was unhappy at a job that I was at before changing jobs, stressed about everything. But in all of that stress, I learned that it's only in surrender that I'm going to find peace because what do I have to sort this problem out now? If I don't have what I need to have before sorting this, to sort this problem out, I need to pray and give it to God. It must be God's problem and Ngeni Apple. And a lot of that came to me after shooting conversations with my grandmother. If you haven't watched that, please do check it out on my YouTube channel. Um, Conversations with my grandmother. I learned so much from my grandmother, and I think the biggest thing that conversations with my grandmother strengthened for me was my faith. I saw God. You know, I thought I saw God, but I saw God this year. I saw God moving in my life. Um, previously, I'd seen God um, moving in my life with all the big things He's done for me. I mean, I the moment I'm unhappy at a job, in a couple of months I'm starting a new one. The moment I don't want this and I want that, in a couple of whatevers, I have it with me. And so I thought I'd seen God because of all the things that God can provide for me in the great times. But when I was in the valley this year, it was cold. <laughs> I know I make the valley sound so glamorous with the whole water nutrients thing, but it's tough. The valley is not cute, The lighting is bad. Nothing is great about the valley and I had to lean into my faith and I saw God in how God carried me through my valley in how God provided for me in my valley. I lacked. <laughs> I don't want to say I didn't lack or I didn't want. I lacked and I wanted, but God provided for my every need using the people that he has placed in my life, using the talents that he's placed within me, using his presence. Use, oh God, I saw God this year. <laughs> I saw God in my valley. And so because of that, I went back to church this year which um, has been really amazing. I really, really like being back in church. It really feels like getting restored every single week 
and it's just really been so amazing for me. I learned to rely on my support system. Like I said that in my valley, there were people that God put in my life who were there for me. And well, some of these people carried me financially or emotionally or whatever, but some others of those people carried me by sharing my content on YouTube, by believing in me and what it is that I have to offer the world. I mean, I saw a lot of that with conversations, but even now with this series, Oh, What a Year, the people who have put in their responses, the people who share my video, those people don't even know what this is. <laughs> like, people don't know what the hell this thing is, and it's only now that you're watching this that you know what it is. But people do not know what the hell this is. And they still believed in me, and they still believed in me, and they still took a chance on me. And I think in believing in me, they allowed me to believe in myself. This year was amazing in the sense that I found my purpose and I stopped running from it. I was listening to a podcast, I think I was listening to Wisdom and Wellness, and I don't know if it was the guest or Umbumi, but someone said, um, the thing with your purpose is that when you run away from your purpose, it doesn't stop being your purpose. It runs with you, it follows you. And so at some point you're going to have to stop and face this purpose of yours. And I think that's exactly what has happened for me this year. I stopped running from my purpose and I followed my purpose and I am trying to find it even now. Um, and it feels so good. It feels so good to feel like I'm living in line with my purpose. It feels so good to have found my fire and every day pour fuel into this fire with my drive. I am so excited. I think that this year has been the year where I found myself in that valley. I feel more like myself than I've ever felt in a long time. I've started doing the things that I love. I've started reading, I've started singing, I've started writing. I'm making these videos and podcasts. I feel like myself again. And that's really what my year has been like. I have been in the valley, I have been cold, I have been wet, I have been goishing. But in all of that, I have found myself and I found God and life is beautiful. <laughs> life is beautiful and really that's really all there is to it. My friend said this in 2016 when he was going through possibly the worst year of his life and he said to me, Spamir, life is still so beautiful and I've really carried that with me. I've carried that with me every day since that life is so beautiful. Life is still so beautiful and God is always, always good. Thank you so much for tuning into this first episode of Oh What A Year It's Been. I really do hope that you enjoyed it and that it was what you thought it was going to be and so much more. Do tune in next time for the next episode where we answer the question, what was your greatest W this year? Until then, God is good and life is still so beautiful. If you want to be part of future episodes, simply click the link in the description box below to participate.